That's from Jesus Culture. That's Kim Walker-Smith, Center of Your Love. Good morning. It's Risenstein, a very special Monday morning on Risenstein. If, if this was Takeaway Monday, um, you, you couldn't write fast enough. Because <laughs> there are so many things that Ray has been teaching on this morning. Regarding the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the year 5779, we just completed the first hour prophecy. The second hour will be on the stars. Yes, the gospel that God has written in the stars. Amazing. You can go to victory.radio and click on blog and read everything that Ray has been sharing. All of the audio segments will be posted by tomorrow. Yes, I believe we're going to try that tomorrow. Okay. And right now, as we always do, we stop and we pray, and this is the most important thing we do. So when you partner, when you partner with this ministry... Just know this is the main thing, mm -hmm. and that is to tell people about Jesus. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you. We just come as as those who are empty who you have filled. Yes. And we come to be filled again because, Lord, no matter how much you fill us, every day, every day, there is more, so much more. And, Lord, we just uh, cry out for those right now who have just been in, in the middle swaying between light and darkness, those who have been wavering between two positions, those who have been praying for the children or for a spouse, the, the one where the spouse has left and just abandoned them, mm -hmm. abandoned them, abandoned the children. For the one who has run away in addiction, for the one who has seemingly given up on everything, God, you alone are the answer to that. Lord, it's not just a change of behavior that, that needs to be accomplished here. Lord, it's your presence. Lord, you are omnipresent. You're everywhere at the same time, but Lord, you manifest your presence to bring change, to bring transformation. So Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you begin to touch these hearts, begin to touch these minds, begin to touch these wills. And Father, would you just begin to stir in the heart of men and women and children Father, awaken that hunger within. Lord, would you save to the uttermost. Lord, for the one who who, who has just given up, doesn't even believe that there is hope. We just speak hope to you. The one who has lost everything and can't imagine their life in a different way. We speak hope to you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We speak life to you in the name of Jesus. By his power and by his authority, we speak life to you in the name of Jesus. Where there's death and defeat and depression and discouragement, we speak life in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask now for the one that is far and the one that is near, the one who thinks they need you the least and the one who desperately needs you the most. Father, would you hear that cry? Would you answer that cry? Lord, would you bring them home? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning. You're listening to Victory 91.5. It's Risenstein with a special day of teaching on Rosh Hashanah. We get into part two, the stars. The gospel of the stars. Now, I've already posted it up, so if it doesn't show on your computer, I don't know, um, refresh, delete your cookies, do something like that, because it's sitting there. There it is. Okay, you found it. Okay, good. All right, so, you know, I was studying the Magi. Which is pretty fascinating, the fact that they could follow a star and find Jesus. <laughs> I thought, what? And it got me in this journey 
that just absolutely blew my mind and ran into some folks who had done some just tremendous study. And so I just spent, you know, a couple of months digging in. And so has God revealed his plans and his creation, especially in the stars? My question was, Abraham, how did he know the gospel? Job, how did he know the gospel? Noah, I mean, how were these men after God's heart in a wicked world, how did they even know the things they knew? Well, the answer is actually really straightforward. Uh, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. That's very literal there. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, mind you, they reveal knowledge. There's no speech, no words, no sound, but that voice goes into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. So the heavens and the skies specifically there are what they call the first heavens, anything that's visible. So the stars are revealing knowledge to us about Jesus. Isaiah 40, God's command, lift up your eyes, look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Mm. Wow. You know, God let man name the animals, but God named the stars on day four. And he made each one with a purpose. Its name actually tells you its purpose. That's how names work in Hebrew. Long before Moses wrote down the story in the Torah around the year 2500, God wrote the story in the stars from day four. We can look up and literally read the Bible. Revelation 13.8 identifies Jesus as the lamb who was slain from the creation of the world, meaning sometime between day one and day six. So let's track back to day four when Jesus created the sun, moon, stars, and time and see what we find. So Genesis 1, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and seasons, which is really be months right there, and for days and years. So that word season is moad. It means appointed times. Probably doesn't mean the four seasons, but more likely months because the phrase appointed times is only used for the feasts, which were determined by the new moon, which is at the beginning of every biblical month. Now, you may be familiar with the word zodiac. It's often associated with astrology. When I was a kid, they put the horoscopes right beside the comics in the newspaper. And hopefully, I thought, because they knew they were fake, but I suspected that there was a much less nobler agenda. I thought that they were after my soul. I still think they are. Astrology says a man can tell something about himself from the stars, right? That is not truth. That is an evil, evil lie. The Bible says that the stars tell us something about God and his plan for the world. The Bible condemns anything and everything about astrology because it's occultism, because God created us and he alone sets our destiny. The stars do not. Astrology tried to corrupt the story by changing the characters into these mythological deities with absolutely silly, ridiculous stories. The real story in the stars was written by God himself, and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The stars are actually prophesying. They have a purpose. He said, let there be lights in the firmament to divide the day from the night. Let them be for these signs and for seasons. When God was speaking with Job, he asked, can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Maseroth, which is the word, the constellations in its season? Can you you guide Arcturus? 
Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? This is a conversation that took place about 400 years after the flood. All right. According to Arabic tradition, the signs of the zodiac came originally from Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. In Eden, after Adam and Eve sinned, how did God describe how he would redeem them? It was a story of this future Messiah, the seed of the woman crushing the head of the serpent. Now, we never thought about it, but if you put that in, in if you drew that, what that would look like. But one of the many ways we can see Jesus as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world is when we first see death enter the world. God killed animals to clothe Adam and Eve, and we see blood sacrifices beginning soon after. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. This was also built into the design of the universe. The constellation Ara, A-R-A, is an altar. The Milky Way usually represents the smoke rising from the altar. There's a ram and a bull constellation, a herdsman like you'd find in Bethlehem raising sacrifice animals. There's a serpent constellation to tell the Eden story. There's a great dragon we know as Satan, an eagle that's associated with prophecy. There's a dove, of course, speaks of Noah and the flood. There are several wreaths or crowns to speak of royalty and marriage. There's a cup or a chalice. It's used in Sabbath meals and Passover and communion. There is a celestial river which you'll find flowing from the throne of God. And, of course, the Southern Cross. So it goes on and on. We're going to break it all down and take you through what, what was the ancient calendar or clock and the, true, the, the real story of Jesus written from the beginning. Incredible. Incredible. As you're reading from Job about the stars, that's when God shows up and says, do you know who I am? Yes. <laughs> do you know who I am? And the power, I never, I never looked at that passage and focused on the stars. Yeah. I don't think any of us do, but he says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and I, wow. and, he will, and I will stand on the earth, on my grave, and see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, where did he get that from? It came from somewhere. Amazing. If you're, uh, if you're able to follow along uh, on the blog and just, just go down the line here, each segment with Ray Haynes, it is fascinating, and it keeps you riveted to what he is sharing. Go to victory.radio and click on blog. We're in part two. We're in the gospel of the stars. Part three coming up. Part two of part two coming up in just a second. (laughs) Tower Auto Repair.